0: Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South Cac Syndicate Podcast. Episode number nine. Nine. Almost d- double digits. What are we going to do for our 10th? I don't
1: know. Probably the same thing we do for everyone. It's like our
0: 10th episode anniversary. It's
1: not really that big of an anniversary. We get we get to 100, we'll do something.
0: We'll have an open airing party. So, something. Live from... Weston
1: Live from Caesar's Palace.
0: Like, I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed back in Vegas yet. <laughs> I need to check. That's pretty bad. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah. So, that's actually really bad. Last week, we had James Myers on, talking about sales and uh, cruises and diamonds. And yep. Bling. And I, I don't think we're finished with him. No,
1: I think we have him back. I'd like to have
0: him back for sure. We got a, a couple comments that um, I think he set the bar for guests as far as content goes. I think he brought the, some of the most valuable yeah. content for that yep. market.
1: Yeah, yeah. We should have dove into. Well, we kind of did dive into the sales aspect of, of that on that episode, but we got off track a couple times. It'd be nice to like dive into that and, and stay, stay there. there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, finishing my sentences. Hey, it's we're, we're good like that. No, no doubt, no doubt. So today, there's uh, we had a guest cancellation, so he'll be here next week. Um, and just to mark the time of episode nine, Queen Elizabeth died today at 96 years old.
1: Jared and I were just talking about who's taking her place. How does that work? I have no clue. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Which I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on in the news over there too. With seeing some stuff about some energy
0: riots or I don't know. You watch, you watch the news a lot?
1: No, I don't watch the news at all, unless it has to do more with the market. Mm-hmm. You know, like I used to love to watch CNBC, um, but even then, they do like they would get into like political stuff and other things, and I'm like, nah, man, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to hear about the market.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't. Uh, I try and avoid any of the news like i don't need the negativity yeah. in my life as far like i can't change what's going on there yeah that's all i can do to read the local news i mean yeah i just it's do, bad
1: enough my thing is it kind of goes back to what we talk about where you say surround yourself with the friends that celebrate your wins that's right or those people that the news is the same thing like if you if you're putting oh, it in your yeah. brain all yeah. day long you'll you,
0: be you're, you're you will be you you will not get out of the house
1: it's going to be tough to to do you know, not saying that those things don't matter. Right. But you, the things you have no control of, of you shouldn't worry about. You should focus on things you can control. And a lot of those are going to be what enters your brain. The
0: thoughts that you have about this world or what's going on. Yeah, regardless of what people think. I actually saw this today. Somebody posted it or there was an article about it. Regardless of what pe- what you think, the people that you surround yourself with <laughs> is what you'll become. Yeah, for sure. 100%. You know, so if you're hanging around with a bunch of you know, ones, then you're going to
1: not be, really exceed
0: yep. past one. If you're hanging around well, with and if you're, tens,
1: then... If you're a five and you're hanging out with ones, mm-hmm. you're going to go down. Of course. It's it's just natural.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, if you're a good five, you should bring those ones up a notch, maybe two, but you're both going to end up as threes,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you'll be the average. You're going
1: to be the average of the two. So, you, you know, if you're a five, you need to be hanging out with
0: tens or nines. Uh, you should just be hanging out with tens, period
1: tens, tens are probably be tough to get. So I guess the way I would think about it is say a 10 would be a billionaire and a five would be just an average Joe. How does that guy hang out with the billionaires? Like that's going to be a tough sale, right? You gonna have to work your way up. You have to start hanging out with the guys that have more than just the average Joe than the millionaires, then you know, the multimillionaires, right? Like you're not just going to go straight. So you're
0: not, like, not going to cold call a 10 and go, Hey, can we be buds? Right. I see what you're saying.
1: So, you know, you got to run in the right circles. Sure. As a five, you should probably be acting like a seven, you know, dress like a seven, run in those circles, get to know people, mm-hmm. and then you become a seven. And then you get to start running with the eights and the nines. And the next thing you know, you're at- You get phone calls from tens. That's right. Saying, hey, man. So, and you could still be a five inside- <laughs>
0: That's we know a lot of those yeah, guys. Right? I'm, I'm one of those guys. No doubt. you talking about? No doubt. No doubt. So, Labor Day weekend just passed. What'd you do? Did you do anything crazy off the wall? Nothing. Spent time with family and kids. That was it. What's this weather sucked too, but. Um. Oh, I know. We do our uh, annual dove hunt. So, we did a big dove hunt at uh, the farm. Right on. Got rained on a lot. Yeah. But uh, successful hunt it's still the same. While
1: you're out there, oh yeah, got rain on while you're out there. Yeah, you have to use
0: blinds. No. no, no, we just put everybody along the tree line of the fence row. Yeah, pull the trigger. But birds don't like to fly when it's pouring rain, but they love to fly in between storms. Yeah, so if it's misting, they're or, moving. Oh yeah, so it was a good hunt. Yeah, right. how does that work
1: with dove? Do you call them in? No, nope. nothing. You just wait for them to take off. So you, gotta you got to plant
0: dogs. You got uh, Some did just retriever dogs, so they're flyover birds. They are, you don't. Kick these up like quail or pheasants. So yeah. Just wait for them to fly over. But um you, you got to establish your field. You got to plant the field. Like last year was the first year we planted this particular field. So it was a tough hunt because the birds are like, uh, that wasn't there the year before. Yeah. So this year was a little bit better. And as we keep establishing that field, it'll keep getting better. And it was yeah.
1: uh probably 10 or 12 of us. so what Megan was saying. She was saying as she was cleaning them, she didn't even. The food that she saw in their belly wasn't even what you guys planted. Oh uh,
0: yeah, it. so they were all full of millet, and we planted a big sunflower field. Yeah, <laughs> <It was> crazy. <laughs> but there's a lot of millet in that area. But I, I will give give listeners this hint, marriage tip: marry a girl that'll clean your birds. Yeah, because she just went to town. Go take out, go check out Jared's Instagram. No doubt, see uh, see a picture of what, she, what he's talking about. Proud to uh, proud to have that one. So what are we talking about today? Today, let's get into something that's not really our forte. I say that, but I can still see where you do uh, this, and I do this. We're just not aware of it, and that is like uh, a guilty pleasure collecting. Like, what do do we collect?
1: Well, and I I don't even necessarily mean, like, we could talk about both. We could talk about the things we collect as a guilty pleasure, but I also want to get into the... I don't know if it's the underground world, but those circles where people can make money
0: with collectibles. Collectibles Collectibles being baseball cards, anything that's tangible, like micro machines, toys. And
1: and like when I think of it, I think of like uh, high-end cigars, high-end whiskey, wines, guitars, Mm -hmm. uh, watches. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's people who basically – Buy and flip those things and make money. Mm-hmm. Shoes, sneakerheads.
0: Sneakerheads.
1: I mean that's a big thing. That's a huge thing. Yeah. I think it's just as big as everything else. Matter of fact, I think you know, the wine industry or the whiskey industry is probably bigger when it comes to the collection side. There's sure. people that have million dollar collections, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I there's probably very few that have million dollar collections of sneakers, but sneakers are on the more of the forefront I because I don't know about that one. Not as many. You think about how many underground whiskey and wine collections there are.
0: The sneakers are a thing that they not are thing. really people think about. But
1: I think the reason that you hear more about sneakers is because it's more of pop culture right now. Or wine's not pop culture. Fair. Whiskey's not pop culture. And it's a young younger. It's a younger generation, mm-hmm. right? And so you hear a lot about it. It's more of the culture of, of today. You know, whereas the wines, the whiskeys, the cigars, the watches, you name it, uh, they're a little bit less. And I've always, you know, we talked about it last episode, but I love a good timepiece. I had to wear mm-hmm. one today. What kind of watch you got on there today? Uh, it's my Nixon uh, 5130. I'll tell you something interesting about this watch. Mm-hmm. So It's big. Yeah, it's not a super expensive watch. It's a uh, 50, 51 uh, millimeter face on it, which is big. Usually you see like the... The biggest face you usually see is about a 41 millimeter. And that's a large face on a high-end watch. Like your tag. <clears throat> you wearing your tag? Yeah, I am. I see that's probably like a f- 38 to 41 in it's that range. Yeah. It's it's actually the good, a good size. That's what's mm. most popular. Most people wear like 38s. Um, anyway, I noticed something today. I was kind of looking around. This is not a super high-end watch. I actually... I, I like expensive watches. I've got my eye on some. I think I'll probably purchase in the next year or two, but it doesn't have to be expensive for me to like it. It has to work well. Look good. It's got to look good. It's got to have a, a, a popping look. You bet. You know? Um, but anyway, I was looking at this one. And, uh, you know, this is a Swiss made or a Swiss movement watch. Uh, so I was like looking at some more Nixons online today and noticed that they're all Japanese movement now. The same exact model, 5130, looks just like this, different colors, all Japanese movement. So I don't know what that means for me. I mean, he'll Mm -hmm. probably know this thing. Now it's like, I'm sure the company got sold
0: or something. I don't know. So Fender has three different types of Stratocasters, and the most expensive one is the USA-made. You can get a Japanese-made, and you can get a Mexico-made. They look the same, but right there on the stock, by the keys are... Or uh, the tuning, where it's made, are made in USA, yeah, made in Japan, or made in Mexico. The same house, vendors of the house, yeah, they're just building them somewhere else at a cheaper cost, and the price reflects that. So maybe you'll see a yeah. price reflection there as well.
1: Well, what I found though is you can't buy one now that has Swiss movement, so I don't know if they discontinued. Oh, so you're sitting on a collector well, I don't, piece, and I don't know that it's going to matter with this range of watch, sure. You know, this is a five hundred dollar watch, so I don't know that it's gonna really matter. Nobody's really collecting those. It's just interesting to me that they were Swiss movement at one point, and then I don't know if they got sold or what happened. Now they're Japanese movement, which I will say Swiss has always had the upper hand in movement, but Japanese is making a big big push. It's like all your Seiko's, a lot of those those brands are all made in Japan and they're actually really, really good stuff. How many watches do you want? Uh just a couple. I'm getting ready Under to change a dozen. it. Yeah,
0: but, but, but a, you're, you're going in.
1: Well, you know, last week's episode got me think about it. I'm like, yeah. why don't I own more watches? Well,
0: you're going to be the guy. Why don't, that, that why don't opens I it. wear? You're wear. going to be the guy that opens his closet and it's like boom, 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 boom. Well, yeah, just a watch shelf.
1: I'm going to be on the guy. You give me, give me a couple months. I'm going to be the guy that on every episode I got a different watch on.
0: I heard that. That's going to be me. I wear a different shirt every episode. <laughs> See, I wear, I wear the same shirt. I just wear a different watch every time. Uh, no doubt. So, um, I was, saw somebody. Uh, I think it might have been Gary talking about this in collectibles. He's like, "We're seeing kids today have investor on their bios on their Instagram page." And investor doesn't mean real estate and stock market. That's what we think in our demographic. Right. But they're investing in sneakers, watches, Tan- tangibles, baseball cards, yeah, NFTs, yeah, whatever that is. But they get to put invest, and they're not wrong. Yeah, they just want to ball with everybody else. And if you can start that game at thirteen, God, imagine where we'd be. Yeah. imagine you what know, your collection would look like if you started that young and oh the yeah, for sure. Your bio, right? You
1: know, my problem though is I'm I'm really cheap when it comes to this kind of stuff. Where and when you are investing in, you know, quotes uh, co- collectibles. You know, and the kind of collectibles I like are like fine cigars, whiskey, watches. You really need to be spending some money to get the collectible style stuff. If you're just buying $500 watches, those aren't collectible watches. Nobody's ever going to want to buy that from you down the road. You know, you're going to have to start at like a $2,000 watch. I don't know. I, there's All not right. a market. There's not a resale market for watches that are cheap.
0: But it doesn't go up like anything else, like real estate.
1: Maybe. If you hit the select few, I think it's less like real estate and more like baseball cards. You know, in the 80s, 70s and 80s when we were coming up, whatever, you know, you might buy the whole, every card in one suit of oh, yeah. top shelf, whatever oh, yeah. it was, right? All those cards are worthless, but the one, the King Griffey Jr. or yeah. the whatever it was that year, that one card is worth Bo
0: something. Jackson.
1: Yeah, whatever. All the rest of them are junk, right? So that probably happens with watches. You might have an up-and-coming brand that comes out, and it's like their rookie. It's like their rookie watch, and you could have bought it for five hundred bucks. Well, then they go on and blow up and do big things. Sure. Twenty-five years later, now that watch is worth a lot of money. But if you're playing in that market, imagine how many of those watches of different brands you'd have to buy. They're all going to be losers, but that one. Mm-hmm. It's the same deal with the cards, right? Except if you're not the cards. You're paying, you know, dollar pack. Watches, you'd be paying
0: like $500 a watch. You know, I, let's talk about cards for a minute because I, I think if, if if you're a male in your 30s and 40s, you owned baseball cards by the yep. shoe boxes. I still got them. And you couldn't wait to go to your buddy's house and be like, hey, what do you got? You want to yep. trade? And you'd pull out your Beckett. Yep. see what the price right? was. Yep. And see what the price was and if it was up or down. Yep. Like, I think Beckett tried us, taught us how to be stock traders. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for because sure.
0: you were following that price and the trend of the price per Beckett. And I forget the um, distance that Beckett's came out. Was it monthly or bi-weekly or weekly,
1: uh, whatever
0: it was, quarterly. I don't yeah, remember, I, don't know. But I couldn't wait to get my hands on the next Beckett. See, see if your card went up or down. See if we made money. Yeah. See if my buddy's going to give me 80 cents or a $1.80. Yeah.
1: Well, you'd, you'd trade the losers away for the mm-hmm. ones that are going up. i tell you what I've got right now. I've probably got a
0: couple hundred Garbage yeah. fill Kids. Remember those things? I wasn't allowed to have any of those. And for good reason, they're sick.
1: Well, they are. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which I got a bunch of baseball cards that are probably worth nothing. I got a ton of football cards that are probably worth nothing. But it's fun because I'll get them out every once in a while and show my kids and
0: you know. Yeah, this and, is what we used to do. I'm like, look, this is what I love, the
1: garbage bucket. And so I'm reading them off. It's like
0: fluzy. Trailer trash Tommy. Yeah. And
1: floozy floozy flarry, or whatever her name was. And <laughs> Snotty Joe, whatever the heck.
0: <laughs> whatever the heck. You know, I can see the card right Vile, now. Vile,
1: Kyle, God that was mine.
0: <clears> but then I read that the cards that we collected have zero value today. Like ninety nine percent of them. Like ninety nine point nine with a line yeah. over it. There was like, like even our Mark McGuire's who yeah. was just banging, One, by one the of the Bo Jackson, Bash Bros, like Sosa, yeah, Kevin, yeah. Those guys a lot of were those. the cards to have, and they're not worth anything. Well, and what you needed was
1: what happened was when they, when, you know, when we were young, cards, the whole industry was making a big come up, right? And so what happened was those card companies were cashing out because they were just like, man, when they're popular, let's just print five trillion of them. So the Mark McGuire's and the, you name it, the Bo mm-hmm. Jackson's, they're not worth anything because there were so many of them made, mm-hmm. right? It's the limited ones, the ones that people hung on to that are still crisp and clean that are worth money.
0: You can buy a brand new box of upper deck, like a full box, not one pack, but like the full, 25 packs yeah. in a box or however many packs. Still unopened. Still from in cellophane. The, from the 80s. For like 30 bucks. Yeah. You really think you're going to pull a $200 card out of that? Yeah. There's
1: not one in the whole, whole
0: set. It, there was in 89. Yeah. But okay. there's not in 2022. That's and right. So, but cards are still relevant today, but, but I, it's the new cards. Let me ask you this, though. Imagine having a Kobe card.
1: Yeah. And right I've got now. some Kobe
0: cards. I've got some
1: Kobe. Check this out. I've got, so I was collecting phone cards for a while. So, you know, this is way back. Young, the young folks out there, you used to have these things called phone cards. They're like credit cards mm-hmm. and they had a dollar amount on it. And it had like a thing on the back where you'd scratch it off. And it was cell phone minutes or, or was not even cell phone. It was, it was just, phone, it was just internet phone
0: long distance minutes.
1: It was just minutes, regular phone line minutes. And so you could buy these cards and use them for phone calls and, you, and it'd be based on minutes. Now, obviously, you don't have that anymore because cell
0: phones.
1: Yeah, cell phones and landlines are gone That's and right. there's no such thing as you know, long distance and all that stuff's pretty much a, you know, a goner now. But they made phone cards that had players on them and they traded just like regular, call regular cards. And so I still have some like Kobe, uh, Shaq, uh, a bunch of these basketball phone cards and some of them were like a ten dollar phone card, so I mean the card itself was worth ten bucks yeah. in the phone service back then, obviously not you couldn't use it now, sure. but um yeah, I mean so this is this is my thesis on the whole thing. You talk about you know you could buy the whole pack now, mm-hmm. well, the whole set now, if you added up every card in the whole set, like if you had a complete set, it's probably worth like thirty five bucks forty bucks that's why you can buy those packs so cheap because there's no high dollar cards in there. The reason that is though is because when there was a card in there that was worth 200 bucks, say in like 85, 90, whatever the year was, right? There was a Mark McGuire, whatever. You name the card, Ken Griffey Jr. And that card was, it was his rookie card and it was worth 200 bucks. Guess what everybody did with those cards? They collected them. They kept them nice and pristine, blah, Mm. blah, so on, so forth. Now, guess what? There's so many of those out there Mm. that they're not worth anything because the demand is way less than the supply. That's right. What happens usually, though, is when you have somebody that has a bum rookie year, has a bum five years, and nobody ever collects those cards. They're the ones that end up in the spokes of the bicycle, Yeah. right? And then that guy comes out, does big things, maybe trades teams and starts playing better, gets on the juice. I mean, you know, there was years of that where then that person mm-hmm. comes out and the demand is way higher than the supply. Those are the cards that, you know... Kobe, you know, came out of, of the gate running fast. He was always, he was good from the day, from day one.
0: So everybody got those cards and put them away. Sure. You know. You know what one of the most collectible items are? Star Wars.
1: Oh, yeah, I can see that. Anything Star Wars. Yeah, it, well, the original
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the,
1: there's no, there's Not, no.
0: Yeah, yeah, Like Boba Fett, <laughs> Darth Vader, you know. If Fall. you
1: had some of the original G.I. Joe style.
0: Oh, for Star sure.
1: Wars stuff. And I remember playing with those, you know, as a kid. If you have any of that stuff, it has to be the original stuff. Mm-hmm. The supply is so
0: low that the de- demand is through the roof. I saw one. Oh, I was watching a little clip of Pawn Stars, you know, a little pawn shop in yep. Vegas that yep. uh, Rick had. And it was uh, a little prototype of Boba Fett. And the guy wanted $125,000 for to it. To buy it. So I brought an appraiser in and said, well, this is a one-of-one. One. Uh, there's really... No price you can really put on it, yeah. he said. But I could see it traded at around eighty thousand dollars.
1: Wow! That's and crazy. I'm like,
0: what? Yeah. It's like, anything Star Wars. Yeah, like, it's just through the roof, and GI Joe as well. Now you say that. Remember, uh, I was probably five at the time when the aircraft carrier came out. Yep. Nobody in my hood yep. could afford that thing anyway. Yeah. And it was so big, where are you going to play with it at? Because yeah. you know, we grew up in a really small trailer. Like, we didn't have room yeah, for it. So I, didn't get, none of that stuff I didn't get any of that either.
1: I, if, the Star Wars stuff I played with was with friends. I wasn't really that interested in it, to be honest with you. But even like G.I. Joe, I didn't get all the fancy G.I. Joe stuff. Like, I think I had a couple guys.
0: Yeah, I didn't either.
1: No vehicles. They walked everywhere they went.
0: I had a He-Man. I had some He-Man stuff. But I didn't have the Castle of Grayskull. Well, we're going back, yeah, aren't no, we? Right? <laughs> so <laughs> a anyway, a couple, couple Smurfs here and there.
1: I, you know, I, and this is a, kind of a good lesson. I think everything goes back to supply and demand. I mean, we know it does, right? Even everything. When you talk about real estate, same way. Everything. If there is forty buildings for rent on this on this strip right here,
0: then I can't get as much rent. Exactly, because to just go to the next one, the next one. Yeah, that's what I traded in my toys for. I just collect buildings. That's right. It's a good trade. Yeah. Good trade. But now I find myself selling my collection.
1: Yeah, I don't get that.
0: Why wouldn't you? I mean, you can collect because you like looking at it. Listen, if G.I. Joe,
1: for every G.I. Joe I owned, if he could work for me and, and I, he paid me every month, <laughs> oh, I would have yeah. kept all them jokers. You know I would have had
0: to keep my G.I. Joe's for two decades for it to pay me what we're selling the market Think for. Think about how much they would have paid you in that two decades. <laughs> what I'm getting.
1: And how much they would have paid you over the next two decades.
0: Yeah, well, I'll reinvest. I'll buy more GI the germs. Next
1: four decades. Hell, we got we got a good forty years ahead of us still, well, at least.
0: Yeah, my chiropractor. So I went to see my chiropractor today, and he said, "Hey, let me ask you something. If your body was a used car, would you buy it?" And I was like, "Hell no! I <laughs> Are know that thing was drove like hell. <laughs> How do you need to trade this thing <laughs> And it's he hilarious. said, "You know, this is why we wonder why youth is wasted on the young." Yeah, because we don't know, we don't think about it. And yep. I, I was telling him, I was like, if I'd have known, yeah. or listened to everybody older than me saying, "Take care of your body."
1: Well, and I remember, you know, my uncles playing ball and stuff. They were like, "Oh, you gonna feel that one day?" Yeah, I'm like, buddy. I'm like, "What are you talking about? Feel that one day? I feel it right now. It's gonna go away. I'm gonna be
0: good." Nope, you feel it every day. The now. old knee,
1: the old knee, you twist the knee just a little bit wrong,
0: getting out of the car, and you're like, like so. "Oh man, that happened back in." Other than watches, what else do you find yourself collecting?
1: Not much. I mean, I, you know, we kind of mentioned it last week, like timepieces is really the only thing that I, and this is the thing, I don't even collect them. I'm going to change that. We're going to, y'all hold me accountable because I'm going to change that. You know, last week kind of got me thinking like maybe I need to really focus on something that is 100% frivolous, but I kind of want to get into stuff that is going to age well too if I ever want to do sell it or trade it, but- um, you know, I got into cigars for a little bit, but you smoke those, so it's like it could be a fine cigar, but unless it stays and hum- collect, people do people buy literally buy two boxes.
0: They don't dry out over time no, over twenty years. But no, no. they better. Oh, better. They better age like a they ferment and a they line.
1: yes. So a lot of people buy like a like a select cigar, and I think cigars are are different too because they are super rare, right? Because what happens is there is. Depreciation built into the fact that people smoke them, kind of like wines. You know, when they make a, a vintage of wine, X amount of bottles, mm-hmm. whatever, a lot of that's going to get drank over the years. Mm-hmm. So the longer you can keep it, the rarer it gets. You know, you get yeah. down to, you yeah, have yeah, a yeah. 20-year-old wine and, yeah. and it was a really good vintage. There's a
0: good chance that there's only a couple bottles of that left. If you find a wine in my house that's 20 years old, I'm telling you, don't. Don't drink, drink it. it. <laughs> because it is might, not one of those that what, what, age better what's with the time. the There
1: might be a little dust on the bottom. Oh,
0: no doubt. David Lee Murphy. That's right. It's a good one. That was a good one. So you know that you're a collector when you get to put your collection on your balance sheet. It, and you think about that. When so, your collection of, of blank yeah. has, holds enough value to put on your balance sheet.
1: One of the things I want to do is next week – our uh, our guest next week, if he if he pulls through for us, um, he's a wine connoisseur. He knows way more about wine than I do. Is he bringing wine, I'm gonna bring a bottle. I don't I don't know. We're gonna blind taste test him. Yeah, we, yeah, maybe we could do that. I'll bring some like two buck Chuck and and Boone's Farm, a, a decent wine, and we'll see. But um, one of the things I seen, and I'll ask him about it next week is you can invest in wines now. You don't actually have to hold them. So there is a platform now where you can invest in certain wines. And you could be a, just a share of it. You could own just a share of that bottle. You don't even have to own the whole bottle. And then your, your investment appreciates or depreciates dependent on what that wine does. And somebody else houses it for you. And I seen an interview with the guy that owns the, 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 I guess he was the founder of the business. And they were like, how many people actually drink these wines? He's like, very few. He's like, most of this is pure investment. It's like they're buying low, Selling high. That's the whole objective in this whole thing. He's like, but we do have the occasional buyer that wants to come basically take that bottle with them that they had been holding or saving or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you, you know, when you speak to that, like you don't see people like, here, I'm going to hold this uh, uh, Barry Bonds card
0: for you and you can be an investor in it. There's a company out there that you can do that with wine, with Lamborghinis, with Bugattis, vehicles, Tangibles like old guitars, and you can put in. We're offering today one and 33rd shares. Here's your cost per share. Time, the hold limit is going to be four and a half years, and then it'll, and then we'll sell.
1: And then you, will design I pay and you so out? So you're
0: going yeah, that's right. So you're going to put in your $500 or six six figure number.
1: And I said I wasn't going to talk yeah. about NFTs.
0: Well, we're not talking about it, it. We're not talking about NFTs. <laughs> we're talking <laughs> it's about the exact same thing. Oh, you know, my God. <laughs> All right. We're not going to go there anyway. So, yeah, yeah, Dancing Panda is not, I can't drive it. it What's a Dancing Panda? That's an NFT. Like. No, nah, but I mean, you could
1: like, you know, you could put a digital, you could digitize an asset like a bottle of wine mm-hmm. and then sell the NFT mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know, built in the smart contract, you have to hold it for four years. So anyway, we won't go there. Um, yeah I, yeah, I think that's a cool, I think that's a cool, I don't know. It's very interesting to me. I don't know that much about Any of it, right? The wine. Sure. The cigars. I mean, I like the fine cigar, I think.
0: But would you put your money into a company that does? Would you buy shares of tangible products?
1: No, but this is the way I look at it. There are people as interested in that stuff as you are real estate. Or you are you name it, Mm -hmm. right? And for those people, I think it makes a lot of sense to them. You know, like I don't really have like hardcore interest. I mean, I, I like a fine cigar, but I like to, I want to smoke it. I mean, you won't see me buying like a $500 cigar because I couldn't bear to smoke it, right? I don't want to buy a Porsche and put it in my garage. I want to buy a Porsche and drive it. Right. Um, so, I mean, like any of that stuff, a car that you're not going to drive is no value to me, regardless of what it is or what could be. A cigar, same way. Whiskey, same way. Like, I want to drink it now. You know, if you get a really, really good whiskey... You want to, like, savor that as long as you possibly can. So you don't drink it all in a week. Sure. You know, you take a little bit here and there, and you savor that.
0: Unless your you're
1: choice. Hugh. Yeah. If or, you're Hugh. Yeah, but he's not drinking, like, a papi or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you
0: had a $14,000 bottle of bourbon. Sure. He would. Hugh would probably drink it a he week. Would. He would. Yeah. He drank pappy at my house. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he didn't care. He'd be like, he'd be like.
1: He drink it in a week and then be like, "Man, this shit sucks."
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly what he said. I like Jack better. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. typical, typical hue though. So,
1: but you know, I I love those things. That the thing is, like, that you can get out of whiskey, cigars, cars, watches, any of that stuff is there's an experience involved in it that you can take from that. Mm -hmm. You you can buy buy fine whiskey and enjoy it with your friends that can also appreciate that. Same thing with a cigar. So that's my favorite thing to do is enjoy those things with people who appreciate those things. Right? right. Because I wouldn't break out, like, my most valued cigars with somebody who doesn't even smoke a cigar and then be like, and then they hate the whole experience, right? And I'm like, man, this was no fun. You break those out for the people who value those products like you do.
0: You enjoy it with them. I saw somebody take a a Diet Coke and pour it over the rocks and grab some Pappy and... Pour in there yeah, and see, make that's, a mixed drink. They I should, just, my jaw just dropped. Yeah, they shouldn't allow. They shouldn't be allowed to have that. Uh, but speaking of antiquities, let's pay some bills right quick. All right, sounds good. Are you looking for the perfect vacation spot for your next adventure? Whether it's hiking beautiful waterfalls, mountain biking Stumphouse Park, wake surfing on Lake Kiwi, or jamming at your favorite concert, Megan Ketterman with Oconee Hospitality has beautiful homes available for short-term rental in Oconee County, South Carolina. Contact Megan today to book your next vacation stay at ww.okonehospitality.com. Are you looking to make Lake Kiwi your destination? Work with local licensed expert Rhea Land Smith, your certified resort and second home specialist at Lake Kiwi Real Estate. Servicing buyers and sellers since 2013, RIA is your local expert helping you navigate the real estate waters of Kiwi. Let RIA make your life a vacation. Call 864-710-9547 and remember land is her middle
1: name all right we're back so jared and i were kind of talking on the break and i feel like it might be beneficial too if you guys send us some comments on what you would like us to speak on obviously we don't know everything about everything but uh we'd be happy to give you our opinions on whatever it is
0: even if it's not a good opinion we'll give it to you we'll have an opinion column i want to be able to have enough Feedback from listeners and viewers to like read an email out loud, just and do respond Q- to it, just live. do a Q and A. That's right.
1: Do the whole episode would be Q and A?
0: That's that's right. That'd be fun. So you can email us
1: at southcacpod at gmail com. Con. Con. Yeah.
0: com. Com. Yeah. C o m. Com. C o m dot at gmail.com dot Shoot us an email. Shoot us an email. Hit us up on Instagram. Whatever. We want to hear from you. That's right. Hey, do you have a Twitter account?
1: I do. I don't use it, though. Why not? I'm not a fan of Twitter. Why? I don't know, man. I don't I don't know if I don't use it properly. I don't know. Like, my stuff... So, I, I think I have a little bit of a falling on there, too. My stuff gets no reach. And then when I'm on there, um, it doesn't seem to make that much sense to me. Now, I have been using it a little bit more lately. Than I used to in the past, but I follow people like um, like Cody Sanchez and Elon Musk, and I follow a lot of people who you know the new thing now is they write threads, so they'll put their little post up top mm-hmm. and then they do a comment and then another comment, and you just kind of read through their whole
0: thread. It's mostly business people. yeah, yeah. I follow Cody, so I, I, my last tweet was on 724 of this year, and it says, "I started a podcast." That was it. Stay tuned for for details. Hashtag podcaster. That was two months ago. You know how many people liked it?
1: None. Zero.
0: <laughs> and my reach. Oh, uh, not far. <laughs> not very five, far. Five. That was tough. <laughs> see, I don't even know. I, I, don't, I
1: don't have to look and see. But my my posts don't do that well on there. And that, it, to be honest with you, the way I use social media, Twitter is not advantageous for me to use you know i'm more of like the instagram where i'm sharing photos Mm -hmm. right i don't i don't make these knowledgeable you know sentences and it's just not me
0: i'm not a, you know we'd have to get james to do that because he could could do the copyright i don't mind twitter that that bad i've got like 371 followers i tweet maybe once a month i hadn't even done that here recently my my tweet before that says risk is essential there is not growth of inspiration in staying within what is safe and comfortable. That's right.
1: Yeah. It's See, like, and I, I like Twitter for more of uh to read and, and to consume versus mm. me being vocal on there. Sure. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't work for me like that. Versus everything else. Sure. I'd say Instagram for me is about 50-50. I probably consume as much as I create. Oh. Um. I don't
0: consume hardly any Snapchat, but I create a lot for Snapchat. I snap every now and then. It's not my go-to. Instagram's definitely my go-to where I get sucked into the reels. See, I
1: I consume almost zero. Unless I happen to see a snap that you sent me or somebody sent me, I literally consume zero Snapchat. Same thing with Facebook. I consume zero Facebook.
0: The only reason I log on to Facebook is to look at my memories. And most of them, to yeah 10 years ago. Where were you, 13 years ago? Here's what you did five years ago. And so those are cool, but I rarely rarely post on Facebook. See, I create... And a, I certainly try not to scroll through there.
1: Yeah. See, I don't have any interest in, it's in mess. consuming. It's a I create a lot of content for Facebook, though. Sure. Um, Instagram is really the only one I consume and create for. YouTube. I probably consume a lot more than I create for on YouTube, believe it or not. I consume a ton of YouTube. So anyway. Just a... Uh, you collect YouTube videos? No, but I do collect a lot of songs on YouTube. So you listen to music on Spotify. Yeah. Some people listen to it on Apple, iTunes, whatever. All my music comes from Apple, uh, YouTube music.
0: So can people stream our podcast on YouTube music? Good question. I don't think so. Look into that for us. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. There might be a whole other
1: section there. Now, I will say for those listening, if you want to see our beautiful faces, you can go to YouTube. Just search South CAC syndicate podcast you can find us on there we're usually a couple episodes behind on youtube one or two so like this episode if you're listening to it right now you won't see it on youtube but for a couple more weeks a couple more weeks Yep. as i get caught up sure all right so let's get back to we can kind of maybe put a put a little bow end on on this conversation about collectibles
0: what's fun what's go ahead
1: i was gonna say we kind of just you know moseyed our way through this no real point but I guess what we kind of figured out in this whole thing is really everything comes down to supply and demand Mm -hmm. if you can figure that niche out whatever it is Mm -hmm. it it could be cat toys if you can find more demand than supply but you can get your hands on the supply you can make money Mm -hmm. you can make a business out of it what
0: if you collect money
1: ooh I think money's a tool man I don't think money's worth collecting it doesn't make any money if you collect it. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think, you know, everything you get in, you should, you should put out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 have a, I tell my wife all the time, um, I like to feel broke. Mm-hmm. You know, she always, she's always like, man, we never have any money. I'm like, that's good. That's the way we should be. Mm-hmm. As soon as it comes in, I should be sticking it somewhere. You know, in hopes that it can make me some money, knowing that it's going to make me some money, whatever. I'm sticking it somewhere. Like I don't need to be in our bank account. I know that makes you feel good.
0: And Megan's the same way. Yeah. Oh, I need a buffer. No, you don't.
1: No. I mean, a little bit of a buffer is fine, right? But don't put it all in there. Mm-hmm. You know, don't sit there and look at your your number for retirement. Like you need to put that to work. Mm-hmm. Let it work for you. That's right. You know, and, and and so like my baskets are like super risky. Like not roulette, as you guys Understood. say, but super risky. You know, risky, but it's gonna pay me to hold on to it. It's got a dividend attached to it or something. You know, some real estate. A little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, some of it I put back in myself, like we talked about. Uh, you know, with the YouTube channel or whatever, podcast. You know, that's this is a prime example of us putting money back uh into ourselves. Yeah. It's like and we're startup betting startup costs. Was- we're betting on ourselves though. If you look that's at right. it, it's like is there, any, is there going to be a single person who wants to listen to this? Well, we don't know. Let's find out.
0: Roll the dice. No doubt. And we have a ton of downloads, yeah. which is great. Yeah, it's working out pretty good. So what we want to do is hear from you guys. I know we said that before. Yeah, we
1: need we need topics. We want to... we want to, I guess what we want to do is we want to service you guys more than just servicing ourselves. Right? We want to create the content that
0: you want to hear. That's right. And that's it. So, so. hit
1: us up. You can find us on Instagram. Instagram every video we do which we don't do I guess we don't do for the listeners but uh, Jared's Instagram handle is at J underscore Ketterman is that right
0: yeah Twitter is Jared underscore Ketterman
1: yep you can find me at the Fab Forums at the Fab the Fab Forums F-O-R-U-M-S
0: everywhere really hit
1: me up let me know what you think if you heard me on the podcast shoot
0: us an email whatever this was good I appreciate your time today
1: good one got a guest next week it won't be us just
0: trying to figure it out oh man we are we do not have it figured out (laughs) so we appreciate all you all your time thank you very much and until next week